Wow, well that all ended rather abruptly and at the slightly earlier time of one and a half minutes to four o'clock, it's me, Patrick Grant, and it's Monday the 18th of July 2016. You are listening to 107.6 RTV Marbella and coming up on your favourite English show on the Town Hall Radio, Me Marbella, which is in fact your Marbella, we have got everything. A little bit of a legal update for you, update on what controls are going where, what's happening on the main roads, what's happening with the police, what's happening in Spain, all this kind of stuff. And way, way more, we have got the fabulous Surian, uh, music teacher, diva, pop star, you name it, she's got absolutely everything. And we are here bang on four o'clock with a fun packed show for you. Nicole's on her way in too. I've got the helm today and uh, it is sunny, sunny, sunny. We're expecting 39 degrees tomorrow. It's going to be a beautiful, beautiful week here on the Costa del Sol. We're going to start this show as we start every single show with the fabulous Terry Shaughnessy. It's a brand new day. If you don't know this, you can go online and get hold of it. It's the song of the summer, ladies and gentlemen. It really is. Enjoy it. We'll be with you in a few minutes' time. It's a brand new day. It's a brand new day. Halfway twisted. You've been out of shape. And you feel like you've missed it. Marbella Radio Onda local de andar
as expats living in Marbella, we're very lucky to be able to count on all the comforts of home. In fact, we tend to look to home when there's anything important that needs resolving. But when it comes to car insurance and you're driving in Spain, perhaps you're better served to look towards a reputable Spanish company like Linea Directa, because that way you know you're covered according to the local legal Spanish laws at the same time as they're catering to our specific expat needs. Now, as a Spanish company, this means they have a fleet of tow trucks, specialized garages to take the car, mechanics, hotels, lawyers, everything to make sure you're covered when you need it most. All documentation is in English. Their website is in English. All phone calls and communication is in English. So they speak your language and understand as well all our needs. To rest assured that you truly are insured when you need it most, why don't you contact Linear Director either on their website from www.liniadirector.com or by ringing 952-1478-34. That's 952 147834 When Christina Seckley talks, people listen. Hi. If we haven't met over the last 30 years, now is as good a time as any. My name is Christina Seckley, and I love my business realizing people's dreams, finding the perfect home, and making new friends. That is my passion. My team and I would love to assist you in buying, selling, renting plus all the services that go with it, commercial ventures worldwide. I look forward to welcoming you. Christina Seckley, Sotheby's International Realty. Call us on 952-814040 and visit us frontline Porta Manus in front of the yachts. Our website is www.kssir.com. Open from 9.30 till 10 p.m. every day. York's the chance I take to keep on dreaming York's another day that keeps me breathing Marbella Rocks, the cutting-edge lifestyle magazine from Malaga to Gibraltar. Get your dose of celebrities, local news, global news, fashion, fitness, hair, beauty, and much, much more. Out now. Read it. Live it. Rock it. Marbella Rocks. And from our rather wonderful sponsors to our rather wonderful host who's there just to come into the studio looking very brown indeed. Nicole King, how are you doing? Good afternoon. I'm feeling very summery. You're looking very summery too. You go there. It's a beautiful hat. It's absolutely perfect. My Panama hat, straight from the market actually in Nueva Andalucía, Puerto Banús. Oh, nice. By the bull ring there, and I think it's on a Saturday morning. They do these great markets, and you can pick one up just like it. You see, and you should be visiting all these local markets and other things, shouldn't you? I know uh, from the show a couple of weeks ago, Marbella Now, there was Noelle was telling us a lot about the markets, wasn't she? And the sort of problems people are having. But we should be going to these far more regularly than we do, actually. Well, good news is that since Noelle's appearance on that programme, which we recorded from Puente Romano, it turns out that she has now been given the licence to open up again markets in the Plaza um, what's it called, Plaza Mar, Mar de Plaza, whatever it is in Marbella where she wanted to do it. So it goes to show Marbella now is getting to the people. In fact, I've been requested to contact Sunny Res tomorrow, which is like a, um, a place uh, that looks after elderly or old people in Puerto Banus. I will say no more because I haven't done any investigation as of yet or made well, made phone calls that have got me anywhere, but I will keep you updated on that. But if you do have any questions, queries, or doubts, or feel that perhaps not understanding the language is a big disadvantage for you, please do contact myself or Patrick Grant, because we'd be only too pleased to take up your case and do the little that we can to see, you know, if there's anything that we can do if it needs doing. Exactly, because after all, we call it me Marbella, but it's in fact your Marbella. Isn't it? It is. It's everybody's Marbella. And we, we need to know about what's going on so we can help out. And I love it when you come in with these surprise mystery snippets that we can sort of have to wait till Wednesday to find out about. But it's, uh, 
it's exciting, isn't it? It really is. And we've got a great week coming up. Tomorrow we'll be filming for now. For which one is it? Marbella now? 83. 83. 83 tomorrow. And as it's summer, I was thinking that maybe we could mix it up a bit because there are so many places to go to. So next week's show is going to include no less than we will be on the beach in Puerto Venus. We're going to be at the Casa Rasu Gallery meeting the fantastic artist. I was blown away just up my street that's exhibiting now, there now to the mid-August. We will also be going along to Volubilis, a secret gem in the Golden Mile, and La Paria, no less, all in one programme. And as of now, Marbella, now TV will be bopping around because there's just so much going on. There really is. And what better way to sort of represent a city or a town like Marbella than to go to all the different places and show it off to the rest of the world? Exactly. And we're getting so many different requests because normally different companies or businesses and they invite us in to come and record a program every week, which is lovely. But now there are just so many requests that we're going to have to uh, shape it up a bit for the summer to see how many we can actually get in each week. But we've already been requested and uh, confirmed to go to the lower golf and that's going to be a lot of fun and also we'll be recording in a couple of weeks time from the boardwalk and they've got a great charity incentive coming up and we will take advantage to record from there and get a chat with all those people walking along the Paseo Maritimo because you can meet some great people in fact for this week's show hopefully I get hold of Una and Elizabeth. We met them at La Sala in Nueva Andalucía last week after we recorded Marbella, now in the Marbella Club. Lovely people. They're from, they're actually Irish, but they live in the Netherlands and they are going to come on the programme this week to say hi. Oh, fantastic. You see, this is it. And how more marbs do you want to get? Exactly. Like, uh, oh yeah, we were just filming the Puente Romano, popped in La Sala for lunch. Do you know what I mean? This is, uh, this is Marbella, guys. Secoli and the ex- Tourism Councillor of Marbella, José Luis Hernández, is now working together with Cristina Secli. Oh, really? Yes, so it just goes to show what goes around comes around in the city. It's a very small place. That's like a power pairing, isn't it? <laughs> We've got, that's quite an incredible. The isn't contacts it? he must have with the contacts that Cristina has. Well, bless them both and I wish them lots of luck. Really nice to see that the real estate business is picking up leaps and bounds it really is and we've been looking in fact we've been looking today at work about um how the real estate in marbella just goes from strength to strength i mean as you can imagine i think it's it's been a bit like the dead parrot sketch in terms of getting questions from people about brexit because there's very few ways you can say look keep calm carry on nothing to see here but in fact if you want to just look at the statistics for this month we're still selling houses we're still selling them to british people we're still in marbella selling them to swedish germans Everybody's interested in Marbella because it is a perfect year-round destination, let's be quite honest. I mean, we talked about this at the Marbella Now Summit all those months ago. Well, it wasn't that long ago, though, Actually, was it? it was only in April. Carol <laughs> Lewis, who is the vice president of the American Club here in Marbella and has been in Marbella for over 50 years, married to a Spaniard, I think summed it up beautifully on this week's programme. And she said, I think the attraction of Marbella is that everybody speaks English. And although this, for me, is one of my pet, yeah, that the people don't speak Spanish, and we're doing our little effort, thank to lovely Annie, but uh, that is actually the truth. It's comfortable for the foreigner because they can get by speaking their own language. So actually being in Spain as such is not even on their consideration, not even contemplating Spain. They're just enjoying the good weather mm. and the good foods and the comfortable lifestyle. And that's where I, our job comes in, isn't it? Because we understand that they want to be comfortable here. And unfortunately, sometimes I think you have to go slightly out of your comfort zone to understand what's going on in these places. And that's where we come in. We bring you all this information and hopefully, you know, like the uh, the, the secret meeting you're going to tomorrow to find out about a bit more about, is it SLT or something like that? You can, uh, yeah, this is what we're here for. And we're here to just help you with the bits that that you find a bit less comfortable because we're me Marbella. Nicole, we're going to take a track because we've got a superstar waiting outside for us. Wonderful. Maybe we could actually play that superstar's track. It should be right there. Oh, yeah. Hold on a second. Yes, oh. hold on. Oh, I like it. I it's like beautiful. it. This guy catches on quick. Do you want to introduce her? Um, I would love to. Well, no, I think she's going to introduce herself. Okay. We shall play a song. We'll get her in and then we'll... Uh, and we'll, we'll chat after that. Exactly. Welcome to our Marbella. Your Marbella.
Well, there you go. And do you know what one of the most amazing things about doing the radio is? It's this. It's the fact that in a push of a button, I can actually get Surian to just, well, int- kind of introduce the song backwards. Do you know what I mean? Surian, how are you doing? Hi, I'm doing good. Bit sweaty, bit sticky, but good. <laughs> it's, it's definitely the heating up there. Although, last week we had some flabbergasting heat days. I mean, you could actually literally feel the wave, the pressure of the heat to actually say that the heat was slapping your body. It was that hot. So at least we have a nice breeze now on our hat day, Surya. I know, what a coincidence. I mean, they can't see us, but we're both wearing some pretty cool, funky hats. We do look pretty yeah. cool. No one do. told me, otherwise I'd have worn my hat as well. Oh, no. like. Patrick does like to join in and play. Yeah. This is true. Actually, talk about out. joining in and playing and dressing up. As of now, on Friday evenings, the Marbella Club is hosting in their patio fancy dress parties. If you want to know what the theme is, theme is each week, just contact them. This is a great idea by Umberto, and um, really cool. Last week was flower power, so that gives you an idea of just to give me a chance, you know, to do something different in the Marbella Club. You know, swinging it up on a Friday. Also, Victor's Beach on a Friday. Susie is doing her um, house, whatever, but for every age at Victor's Beach, and that starts from 5 or 6 p.m. 
on a Friday. What a way to start wine, you know, getting into the weekend. Yeah, yeah, and if you've never been to Victor's Beach, it's awesome. It's like stepping into the Caribbean on the sort of Paseo Maritimo in, uh, in Marbella. It's absolutely incredible. I really like Victor's Beach. It's a very chill place. It's wonderful. Now, uh, actually, with the new government, it looks like they're trying to save or recover some of our sand dunes and possibly beach bar limitations are going, going to be adjusted again. Now this is something if you're new to Marbella that goes on frequently and this happens particularly when there are change of governments that different political parties have different views. Now due to this change the Trocadero beach bar part has actually closed down because they're on the sand dunes so we're not really sure what's happening there but Victor's Beach used to be enormous and oh, it's really? been built and invested and knocked down maybe six times in, that I can physically envision and remember. And the thing that makes you laugh is, not laugh, but half a chicken at Victor's Beach is 20 euros. I mean, this place is not cheap, mm. but then you think he's been left with an eighth of the side of Beach Bar that he had originally. You've only got X amount of months to make your money, oh, yeah. and he is right next to Puente Romano, let's face it, and the Oasis. But it makes you realise that sometimes you have to have those prices, otherwise you just couldn't hack it, you know, you mm -hmm. just wouldn't be able to cover your costs. And it's totally worth it, isn't it? Sit there in the sunshine, sort Beautiful. of watching things. I mean, to get that kind of experience, you've got to go as far as Malaga, otherwise it's, it's, it's one of Actually, simple. from Victor's Beach, is one of the most privileged views as such, because you see Gibraltar, mm. Africa. I mean, you can literally see the Atlas Mountains and people hanging out there, washing on the lines <laughs> <laughs> on the other side. Waving. Hey, exactly. Save me, save yeah. me. Oh, that's horrible. Bad joke. And it's always nice for us Brits to, I know you're from Gibraltar, Syria, but it's always nice to stare out at Gibraltar. We, we can see it from the roof of our office at lunchtime. And I always say to everyone, God, it's nice to see Britain while you're having your sandwiches. And they Absolutely. get really upset. Yeah. <laughs> and your tea. Don't forget the tea. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I've made them get PG tips at work really? now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We had that, we had that sort of uh, Mercadona English breakfast tea. It wasn't any good at all. It was rubbish. How are you doing anyway? You all right? I'm doing good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing good. I've been um, rehearsing quite a bit because I've got a, a gig coming up on Thursday. Ooh. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Where is it? It's at La Cañada. Okay. So my, my friend has this restaurant there called El Asador de La Cañada, which is right next In to... In the shopping centre? Next to Leroy Marlin, so right by the entrance. The one on the outside there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. So when's this? Where? So we could, we yes. could go there. Yes, you could. <laughs> we could get to that one. <laughs> so it's on Thursday and it's around eight o'clock and I'll be doing like my own stuff, maybe like a cover two. And I'm going to get one of my students to come and perform with me. Nice. Yeah, he'll be jamming my stuff because um, he's been um, helping me out with my music. So, um, so he's been learning my songs and he's been doing a really good job out of it. And because he's done such a good job, I'm also taking him over on t to TV on Friday in Gibraltar and he's going to do a session there with me. Nice. Yeah. That's yeah. What, what a school. I keep saying it. That's yeah. cracking. So, uh, and, and you get free musicians you can't argue with. Yeah. yeah. Young blood. <laughs> yeah. Actually, we had uh, uh, Remedios Lopez, the director of Laude, on the programme last week and we were talking about you just in case you could feel your ears burning at any time. That's why. And the wonderful <laughs> projects that you do with students and what an opportunity it is for talented people to get together to show their gifts which is a gift for the rest of us and I think it's the least we can do is join in support each other so while we're talking go to surian.com check her out on Facebook like that and share because it's just so nice to have that we are helping each other just grow and above all have fun yeah. enjoy life your video however to the contrary and talk about enjoying life the message itself and I understand that um, art comes through tragedy, particularly in music, it seems to be the, <laughs> case. the case. I'm happy to say, or unhappy to say, this isn't your tragedy, it's a, a friend's tragedy, but the video is tragic in some respects. What's the story behind it, the people in it? Tell us a bit about... So the, the people in it are actually like the everyday, you know, John and Mary, you know, like they're friends, they're really good friends who turned out to be some pretty awesome actors at the same time. Um, so I asked them for their help and they said yes. And um, the, the guy who produced the video, his name is Paul Isolan, he's from a rock band called Breed 77. And he does these awesome videos for the band and then he heard the song and he said, hey, I'm gonna help you out, I'm gonna do the video for you. And so he heard the song and we kind of 
of started talking about it and the whole concept. And he grasped the idea of, of you know, it's everyday problems being tackled, you know, and just surviving them and, you know, growing out of them and building strength, moving on, and most of all, holding on. <laughs> it's got to be about the holding Absolutely. on. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I could be your backing group because we were listening to the track. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> so we just stand behind and we give you, you the do backing. That. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I We're had in. the most awesome message. Sorry, man. Like yesterday, um, someone randomly um, messaged me and their kids were singing, hold on. And I recorded, you know, they recorded and they sent it over to me. Nice. I thought, oh my God, I got so emotional. It's like seven year olds singing my song. And That's they sent awesome. them It is a catchy tune. Yeah. It, it is, is, it really is. Like, that you'll be walking along the beach bars next and you'll suddenly hear it. It must, but it must be so. I always see those sort of pop stars when they're singing their song and holding the microphone out to Hold the audience. It on, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> what, what a thing. That must be such yeah. a feeling, you know. That was in your head a few, about a year ago, and now suddenly you got seven year olds singing it. It's on all around the Costa del Sol. It must yeah. be. It was honestly, I got really overwhelmed when I heard it, especially because they're so cute singing it at the same time, you know. And for me, like, I, I thanked the person who sent me the message because it meant a lot you know it meant like yes you know and then like she responded saying the best thing is like she's putting on the video and the little ones imitating the moves and doing the whole actions and everything oh my you god know? you were a real Britney Spears I you mean know? this is an inspiration that's <laughs> why you're talking I'm actually thinking about we could do a we are the world thing with Surian and all the kids you know singing your song and doing the thing all the different nationalities and, and holding on to each and other and holding on it would be great for Marbella now TV you know we could really set up something cool yeah that would be really cool I had I just had a vision I did I could just see it you know, all the kids and all the nationalities around 127 Hold on, hold on. It'd actually be very good, you know. It's, it, it is about that. It's about holding on to each other, you know, and not, not letting go. And the video actually puts that message across, you know, especially because everyone writes, you know, writes down the, the, the sentiment like, I, I miss you, I can't cope. And then this message of hope just flies through, hold on, you know, out of nowhere, because out of nowhere, we always see the, the light at the end of the tunnel. It could be through a friend's hug or a message that you get or something you see that inspires you again, you know, so. Talk about messages. Um, on the programme of Marbella now, we've been, and thanks to Linia, director who is sponsoring the programme, we've given you kind of tips of driving around Marbella. And one of them, I think, we mentioned one week is like, you know, if you're going out, plan your trip. You don't want to be stopping in the middle of a roundabout, which we all do, you know. We, I'm saying we all, not myself <laughs> now, because I know where I'm going. But So I'm laughing myself because I went out on Saturday and I went to, sort of to Grande on Friday afternoon and went in here and there. And I'd looked and I had petrol and everything. And anyway, I'm driving on Saturday morning and I'm halfway up the road in La Campana and suddenly the car just dies oh. on me. Uh -oh. So I'm thinking to myself, like, Oh my God, because once before coming from Madrid, the car actually did die, just coming out of Despeñaperos, and most of you won't know what that is, but it is like a really, was a really terrifying crossing over the mountains. And it was like two lane, trucks, everything. It was it's famously horrific in the Spanish world of people who go backwards and forwards from Madrid to Marbella. So we still had this, now it's a new highway. But at that time, I was like, and coming out of that, I suddenly, the car just stopped in four lanes going uphill, you know, with trucks and everything going out. But it wasn't. I'd run out of petrol. Oh. I mean, as stupid as that. And I just sat there thinking, like, here's me. Talk about, you know, don't do as I do, do as I tell you. <laughs> Sitting there. And the great thing was, when you have a good car insurance, you ring them up and they send a really cool grewer guy. And he says, don't worry. And they take you to the petrol station and then you put the petrol in and you check it and it's like yes that is what it was and they let you off nicely <laughs> you sign a piece of paper and you go on your way so that's awesome so they come and do your petrol they for do. you they pick oh. me up they didn't bring me petrol they won't bring you petrol because they can't oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. petrol in the car but they pick the car up the there's fun because you get to go in their nice tow truck with a nice guy yeah with a really nice guy very sweet <laughs> and, uh, and it was like it was just obviously not taking the mickey out of me but how can you not I just ran out of petrol. I mean, it's as simple as looking at the gauge and realising that, yes, I looked at it when I left the day before, but that was before I then drove to Soto Grande, came back, popped to the supermarket, went back, popped down to the studio, popped back. You don't realise. <laughs> oh, it's awful, that. And it's such a bad feeling as well, because you're just like, oh, I'm going to have to tell somebody now. I remember. I'm telling everyone now. Yeah. That's the only way I thought to resolve it is just to be honest with the world. And you know what I was thinking? Actually, it was Bobby that mentioned it. That when, with the linear director policy, 
which is really cool. If you live in the Malaga province, that means it covers Benalmadena, Mijas, Estepona, Cavapino, Marbella, San Pedro. If you live in the Malaga, in the Malaga province, from midnight to seven in the morning, if you feel you're not fit to drive, like had a drink too many, then your director would rather that you call them and they will just book you a taxi, pay for the taxi, take you and your friends home that fit in that taxi within 25 kilometers of where you are and um, if you want to they will also take your car so what Bobby mentioned was yesterday I got or Saturday I got the experience of if I was like okay pick me up it's going to taxi but I got the experience what would it entail if I said okay also take my car home well you know what it would entail it would entail waiting for 20 minutes wherever I was having the last drink <laughs> yes. yeah. for example yeah. and then while the taxi then um, they load your car up and they take it home and you get your taxi home. And, and it is literally as simple as that. It would have meant perhaps phoning and waiting 20 minutes because there's a free phone to ring them to pick you up. They, t the car insurance doesn't increase your car insurance policy. And now that my insurance actually was expiring, because um, you can't change policies till they expire. Now that my insurance is expiring, I'm going to be paying the same amount for full insurance on my car, which before was for third party. Whoa. Yeah. That really, really good yeah. linear and director. And so no. it wasn't worth doing the full insurance with the other company, but with them it is. In the sense I'm going to insure the car full insurance, it's going to cost me the same as a third party, and not only covers all the normal things that insurance have, which a lot of people, um, this is maybe something, Patrick, you could talk about one day on the TV, is that people will come from England with English policies, insurance policies, but they don't contemplate Spanish laws. Yes. And so people say to their English insurance company, oh yeah, I want you to do the same for me for my house in Marbella. I want you to do the same for me because I'm taking the car because I'm going to Spain. And they're not necessarily taking into consideration how things work here. And if you're going to get a company who's contacting a company to contact a company to look after an insurance company in England, unless they're a major setup. You could be very disappointed. Yeah, mm. and it's not worth it, is it? Let's face facts. You may as well just get in touch with linear director and get so. Especially if they come pick you up in twenty minutes as well. That's like uh, I've spent hours by the side of the road waiting for and the RAC. And they taxi wait for you, and it'll be an English-speaking taxi as well. They say because they've got their own fleet of everything. These people. These guys are legends. I know it's <laughs> they're a, absolute legends. In Spain, they're really they are, in the sense they're on national TV, and, um, and it sounds petty, but. I mean, I believe it's true that anyone that's on TV, basically they are showing they are the creme de the creme of their genre. Mm. Because I can afford to be on TV. Well, these people are on TV all the time. And their things are always based on... Matthias Prats is um, one of the most famous news broadcasters in Spain. And he is their figurehead in Spain, in the Spanish-speaking Spain. So it's kind of a chuckle for me that hears me talking to the expats, knowing, as I come from Sp such a Spanish world, that he is such a major person. It's like having, who's the most important newsreader in England? Um, oh, what's he called? Uh, Peter Sissons, that's it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say okay, that. So that's it'll be someone like that representing a major insurance company, you know, giving his logo... Well, that's the equivalent here. It's his major, Matthias Pratt's, and is. Uh, well, we've we've got round here for the expats, the major, the major personality in Marbella representing them, haven't we, Nicole? So it's uh, it's all good. It is all good. Make me blush. I'm like the matchmaker. I'm the network. I just put them together using the media, because I'm market researcher. So it's funny. I can't help but just. You don't really mean to study people. All places. <laughs> but, it happens. but my dad worked in um, like housewares and things like that, so he was always picking up plates and looking to see where they were made and all these kind of things. And I suppose whatever your business is, if you're listening to music, what kind of pitch are they using, what kind of variety in the tones, I'm, yeah. we're always analysing the things that we know about. Mm. So I'm kind of I'm always analysing you guys. Oh. <laughs> Watch out, Patrick. Yeah, 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 yeah. I duck when people say that. All you uh... out there as well. I mean, it's like... <laughs> But it is, and it's the, when you see things, you can see how they fit together, you know. It's like we complement each, each other mm -hmm. just so beautifully. Um, isn't there something big on tonight in Marbella? I, just, I was just yes, thinking about is. that. What are you doing tonight? Bring it on. What are you doing tonight, Nicole? I'm going to Puente Romano. I'm What's going to see Seal. Oh. <gasps> I, um, I love Seal. There are many groups coming and loads of things going on, and some of them are fantastic. But I have to say, if there was only one... 
that I would choose all summer. It's the one I'm going to tonight. I love Seal's music. Fantastic. Do you know, I read your mind there because I've just queued up ready a cheeky, cheeky little bit of the, the big Seal himself, the oh, big man. So uh, we'll, we'll uh, have a bit of that and we'll come back in a couple of minutes. Ready, are, ready, are you excited? Ready, ready. It's going to be beautiful.
so there you go. Seal, which is actually his real name, was born in Paddington, uh, London, 1963, in the 80s. He sang in local clubs, bars, worked, him, worked his way up. You see there, I've, I've kept Spotify going as well. I always do that. But he worked his way up through the clubs and uh, various other things. Ended up in Thailand, singing in a blues band for a little while. Uh, and furthermore, he then came back from Thailand, did a bit of travelling around India, and asked one of his mates, do I sing well? He was told he was absolutely awesome, and apparently that was the start he needed. He just went on and carried on singing from there. There are still tickets left for tonight. Um, that's Seal live at the Puente Romano Hotel in Marbella. I mean, if you don't know where the Puente Romano is, uh, where have you been, quite frankly? He is still playing tonight. You can get tickets at crazymusicproductions.com com and uh, you can get tickets in fact all around the stage from the uh, right at the front to all the way at the back you're absolutely sorted no problem seal is actually his real name I just had a cheeky look on Wikipedia as if Wikipedia tells you the truth but it means sea creature there you go yeah <laughs> really I yeah. thought it was an elephant I thought it was an elephant too but also you know the name Ronan yeah that's the Irish for seal no yeah yeah like, God, you come up with some great facts, See don't you? Ronan, so <laughs> yeah. miles away. <laughs> yeah, so there's loads of, like, uh, there's loads of pop stars named Seal, basically. I mean, Ronan Keating as well. <laughs> do you know what I mean? He's called Seal Keating. <laughs> I never knew that. That's cracking. That that, so good. We need to get those boys together. They could do, like, a, a water park performance That's or it. something like that. But uh, more more importantly, from one brilliant pop star to another, Serian. in case no one heard us the other week, or in case no ever anyone's been asleep and not, not sort of seen yet, tell us a bit about yourself, mate. I am uh, a young girl. I'd like to classify myself as a young girl, although I'm 37. <laughs> 37's young, come on, it's fine. Come it's on, absolutely yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a singer-songwriter. Um, I'm originally from Gibraltar. And I, uh, I write music. I write my own stuff. And it's kind of Latin, uh, folk, jazz, rock, all fused. It's a fusion. It's a fusion of everything. Um, I'm, I've just got a single out called Hold On. Hold On. Hold On. Yeah. <laughs> I can't stop sorry. myself. I'm really sorry. <laughs> Which you can have a listen to in www.surian.com. And I'm going to spell that out just in case it's S U R I A N N E. You know, I had to think about that. It's like when someone asks you a mobile number, what's your number? And I, I need to think, yeah, actually, it's this one. And then you kind of need to pause it, right? So. Mate, I can't remember what I had for breakfast this morning. <laughs> Honestly, I struggle with my name when people are, how old are you? I'm like, uh... Oh. <laughs> Especially like when you speak like in different languages. Yeah. That's the thing. So, yeah, I had to think about my own name there. So, www.surian.com and you can find the, the music video there and you can find lots of information about my music and what I do and when I'm performing next. What got you into music, Surian? When I was little, um, writing for me was a big therapy. You know, I used thoughts into paper and I used to let it go like through words and then mel you know, melodies just came up. And I guess music for me was um, an, an outlook, yeah? So mm. it's how I let myself, um, let myself loose in okay. a way. You know, some people choose other, <laughs> other ways of letting themselves loose, you know, through a bottle of something or God knows what, you know, but for, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for yeah. me it was um, lyrics. Yeah. So were you one of these sort of little girls with a little diary and you'd write yes, down I all was. your thoughts and poems and yeah. things like that in there? That's exactly where I was. I was there with my diary and writing all the time. And I've always been um, into, into art also. So I, I drew a lot, you know, and I, I love performing and I love acting. And, you know, I always perform performing artists, really. Okay. And, but, but music, you know, I, I love music itself. You know, I, I love the, the universal language of music and the no barrier about it. So, yeah, I mean, for me, it, it really worked to kind of um, ease off my pain. That said, didn't you study something completely out of left field at university? <laughs> yes, I did. What did you do? <clears throat> I did interior architecture and design. How did that come about? Mm. Well, you know, when you're little and your parents expect you to be one thing, yeah? So you go and you do it and you study it because dad thinks it's, you know, it's, it's the right thing to do. Yeah. And you study it and you pass and you graduate and you work as a freelance for a year and a half. And then you realize, hmm... Now it's adventure time. <laughs> yes, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I that's exactly that. what I did. You know, I pleased others 
and forgot about pleasing myself. But you know, everything has a journey because if I hadn't, if I hadn't done that, I hadn't met the people that I had through my studies, my years of studies, and those people encouraged me to get a guitar and started doing open mics at the Frog and Onion in Nottingham. Nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Down there. So everything, there's a re- yeah, everything has a reason for it, you know. So and I believe everything has does happen for a reason. So were you out nights out in Nottingham as well? Like, what's it called? Rock City, oh the Cookie God, yeah. Club, all yeah. these kind of places. Like, yeah. uh, all the pubs that say they're the oldest pub in the world. Like, every third Absolutely. pub in Nottingham claims to be oldest the oldest pub. pub in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I remember um, it was called the Marcus Garvey, and I loved it. Drum and bass. Oh, my God goodness I, I absolutely loved going there some really really good drum and bass nights in there oh it's awesome a night out in Nottingham absolutely, actually isn't it absolutely absolutely it's really vibrant and it's full of students and even the locals you know the locals are very welcoming and they integrate and I, I just I had the best time you know in Nottingham I absolutely loved it we always went I was at uni in Derby and we always went to Nottingham on nights out because we heard this rumour in the first year that there were like five to five girls to every bloke in Nottingham we were like right we're getting along there <laughs> that's legendary yeah 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 because yeah. when I was there with that rumour was still that's quite incredible we were probably around the same time actually (laughs) calculating our ages but you're 21 also yeah i am yeah yeah yeah. no actually i'm turning 21 in six months time so you look good uh, for your age yeah yeah thanks i've been working on it i put these fake gray hairs in once in a while just so to let, so they can let you in clubs well, actually, and you can charge a bit more if you're a lawyer do you know what i mean if you've got gray hair it makes you look sort of like you know something do you know what i mean i think yeah you've got you've got to take every advantage that you possibly can (laughs) <laughs> so was it getting back to Gibraltar when you really like launched your music career or were you you were always down playing the music at the uh, open mic nights no and I was things? always doing my open mics and stuff and then um, this guy from the, the, the Frog and Onion um, he had a friend who who, um, who had a, a studio called Rubber Biscuit Studios in, um, in Nottingham and he said oh you should hook up with this guy and I'm going to talk to him about you so we, pa- we passed on details Ben Lapin, that's his name. So I went to see them, and there is where I met my first ever amazing, talented guitarist, Milk, who I spoke to. Oh, yeah, you were talking about Milk, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. And this guy was amazing on the guitar. I mean, he still is. He's um, so, so talented. And yes, we played together, and uh, I did my demo with them and everything. But then, you know, things happen. People progress, and we we move on. And and then I went. I was going down to London, up to Nottingham, and then you just meet other people. And then, you know, they they got involved with a lot of other projects that they were doing. So we learned from each other. We moved on, but we we know we keep in touch and everything. I keep in touch with Milk quite a lot. Um, well, to be honest, I haven't sent him a text now for about six months. You've just said that. Oh He's going to be sending you a message I on know. Facebook going, Sorry, come milk. on, <laughs> come on. <laughs> yeah. I will get back to you, Milk. But um, yeah, no, and, you know, you just uh, meet other people and then you, you move on and you, you learn from different from the different people that you work with. Yeah. You know, so but yeah, that's how it started. In I always think these little towns, or not little towns, but places like Nottingham or Derby, they're not sort of the classical choices for university, let's be honest. Like, because yeah. uh, they're not not the best universities in the world but that said there's always an amazing music scene I mean Derby had the same when I was at uni there we had uh, this guy used to come and play open mic nights and everyone would stand there mouth aghast his name's James Morrison and he was just <gasps> I know him he's just out of this world yeah you know you see there you go you see all these tiny t- everybody knows everybody in this industry but yeah I just remember being mouth aghast at quite how phenomenally talented that guy is I mean like you he's just got the most amazing voice in the world and you just sort of going wow and yeah it's just small town open mic nights and they're just such talent going on Mm -hmm. there because these guys practice you know they they really I suppose in many ways if you're not you know you you get the super universities in Britain or like your Oxfords and Cambridges and the people there are just concentrating purely on this but at the other unis you get to concentrate on your music and go and visit these open mic nights and take a little bit like you say from different people that you meet and sort of learn a little bit more and develop it and develop it and they're so welcoming also at the same time Mm. you know and they give you free drink also when you're performing how good is that snake bite and black every time Uh, Well, that's a, that's a student's favourite. You know? Yeah, it is, yeah. <laughs> Do you want some lime with it? Oh, oh God. Oh. Oh. Obviously, I had to work in, I mean, while I studied, yeah? yeah. So I used to work in all the, the little pubs and stuff around there. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to love it. So, yeah, so you get, a, you get to know the locals and everything. And I had a blast, honestly. I had a really good time there. 
and then you uh, you came here and now you work at the Laude School in mm-hmm. San Pedro. The, as far as I can see, one of the best schools in the world. It's, it's just incredible. Awesome. Awesome. It really does. You want to just want to go back to school. Oh, have I got your microphone on? I have. You're on red, aren't you, Nicole? I am. I'm on red. You're red on alert. <laughs> red alert. Red exactly. alert. Exactly. Yeah, keep you. She's on fire. Keep you on that one. So you know James Morrison as well in Syrian, do you? Uh, I was kicking it. No, no, I don't actually. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, yeah. On radio. I was just about to ring him and say, "Oh, I've got your mate Syrian." <laughs> no, I'm kidding, mate. I'll ring him for you. Gutted. <laughs> <laughs> but it is amazing and oh update from last week the last time you were here we were talking about Easy Horse Care Net because they've raised 13 grand they beat the target Nicole well, they did and they sent us a message saying thank you very much because while we were on air they reached their target with a donation that came in of 200 euros while we were on air nice wow. yeah very cool so thank you guys so Harry Trotter and his pals have like um, <laughs> still the best name for a horse I wish I'd called my dog Harry Trotter now I really do I look at him I'm thinking squeaker but his name really should be Harry Trotter I want to see a picture of Harry Trotter yeah he's a legend I'll show you in yeah. the break he's just like we need he, to, you need to have it here now you need to um, hang it up on a picture frame and you can't get an autograph though really can you because oh, I suppose it'd just be a, yeah, yeah exactly yeah, you just have to get a bit of mud or something like that but then you're stepping into that specialist art area where they paint with cow dung and you never know yeah, exactly. a horseshoe would be fine yeah yeah yeah, yeah. thanks Nicole <laughs> okay, yeah, let's bring this back down to bring this down to earth <laughs> so you're playing a gig we didn't quite get the problem is when you, you on this show you try and talk about something and then we all just disappear off on a tangent sort of 900 miles to the right you're playing a gig on Thursday did yes. you say yes, yes. At? At La Cañada. La Cañada. So the shopping centre. What f- For anyone <laughs> listening, wondering where La Cañada is, you've seen a sign for La Canada, right? And that, that's it. It's the big <laughs> shopping centre that we all think is called La Canada. But it's got that cheeky, what's the accent it's called? It's a, a little squiggle over the N mm. that has a nya sound, like nya in onion. Yeah. Yep. And it's a damn useful word because you can also order a caña. And that's uh, that's a... Uh, a small beer. Yeah, un cosa muy importante, they say, yeah. <laughs> so you're playing at La Cañada. La Cañada. Thursday at... Eight o'clock. Right. Now, this is in a restaurant-type place, mm-hmm. so people can actually eat there. Do you know what kind of food they serve? Will they have to book a table? No, no, no. They can just come in and, you know, pick a table, sit down, and they've got some really, really nice homemade um, food like um, ternera and salsa and... Boyo, Russian salad, you know, the, from your typical tapas and raciones, but it's really nicely homemade. And those prices are quite reasonable, so it's yeah. not really, it's not one of these high budget places. No. It's a place you can have a good time out and it's outside, so the atmosphere will actually be quite nice. Absolutely, especially, you know, at that time now, the heat will be over, so it'll be nice and nice That's and That's optimistic. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Eight o'clock, heat be over. Uh, ladies, I was going to, I was going to do this in the second half of the show, but we've had it, we, apparently we're getting, an, I, I I, th- when, it, when I read this, it hit home. It's, we're going to get the first heat wave of the summer. The first? Next. You're joking. No, exactly. Yeah, so what was last happened? week? Yeah. Exactly. Last week was just a little... Uh, a little Coming little soon. Uncomfortable, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just a sort of trailer for the, the hell. Apparently, it's going to be 39 degrees in Malaga tomorrow, which means all across the Costa, it's going to be low 40s. It's well, when we get that wind that comes in, they call it the Shiroka, when it comes in from the Sahara Desert over there, because Africa is really close to us. I wish someone had told me when I was a kid on holiday here that the land I was seeing so close to the other side was Africa because when I drew Africa at school and they talked about geography it meant nothing to me and yet every year I'd be standing in Marbella <laughs> looking at Africa <laughs> no one even saying oh that's Africa really and um, the heat comes from there and it brings the sand with it and you'll notice that the cars you know, you have a few drops of rain and then the cars are covered in mud and it's coming up to an interesting few days. Yeah, and it always happens after you clean your car. It does. And it's it so annoying. does. Last week was exactly that. Clean car and boop, there you go. Five drops of rain and everything. Every car in my bed was filthy. Do you know, while I, while I don't have a car here, I had a car, I had a polo for about 10 years in the United Kingdom. I never took it to a car wash. I just wait for it to rain and no pasa nada. I, don't, I never understand this washing your car malarkey. Like, you'll see people, on a, especially in England, on a Saturday morning, they go, oh, let's go for a day out, love it, car wash. And they go and sit there in a queue and wait for the car wash. I've never been in one, do you know what I mean? I really haven't. I can't think of anything. There's a more abject waste of my time than to go and sit in a car wash. Because, I mean, I suppose here it's different, but in England, you can guarantee it's going to rain. rain. You're fine, no passing out. Just don't get a white car. It's pride it's a... in, in things. Yeah, this is true. Yeah, pride yeah. in things. Yeah. I have to say that I remember years ago, the kids are kind of tiny, and we were going out, and there was all these things in the sink, and I was having one of these, you know, like housewife moment meltdowns. 
no, we can't go and leave it like this because when we come back, it's all going to be in the sink. And Bobby looked at me and said, well, I'm going. <laughs> Do what you want. And it was like, well, then I'm going with you. And there was a big change to realise that going out and doing something with the family actually does take precedent of making sure the plates are in the dishwasher because you can do that when you get back and yet the opportunity to go out with your kids and do something those moments are often few and far between between school and this Mm -hmm. and that and friends and what have you so um, it all mounts up doesn't it this is the problem with modern life it all mounts up if you haven't got the washing to do then there's a stack of emails to answer or something like that and you just find yourself in this sort of totally almost artificial world of nothingness that doesn't really mean anything I'm busy doing nothing (laughs) working the whole day through but really we do so many things that we could organise ourselves a little better and take time for oneself I'm just beginning to do that and really I mean I love my work so it's not a problem, whatever, whether it's with the radio, the TV, or with Chromagen, or whatever, or introducing Be Safe. I love my work. So whatever it is, is great. But when you do sometimes step back a little bit and do something else, it actually makes you better when you come back again with a fresh mind. Mm. Yeah, a bit of a sort of relax from it and stop thinking about it for a second. Switching then you come off. back, you're like, oh. But switching off so hard, it really it is, is difficult. Like, yeah. uh, especially you've got to leave your phone at home. Y- you just have to do it. And it's so difficult to do because the first five minutes, you feel like you've sort of forgotten your trousers or the something. First five, only five. <laughs> yeah. I worked at relaxing for two and a half hours yesterday. It was really hard work not using the phone, not just sending an email, thinking of something and not rushing back into, well, I'll just do it now. You know, no, I'm not going to do it now. It'll be there afterwards. But it's like this tendency when something comes in through your phone, it's like you have to read it straight away. Mm. It can't wait. Well, it can. And people have it come can. to the stage now where they're actually, and this has come up in quite a few people working in different offices, how their friends, colleagues get upset if the WhatsApp isn't answered immediately. And they've seen that you've seen it and, and you haven't exactly answered back. Oh. People don't realise this now. That, and I'm, if, just in case you don't know, when you look at a WhatsApp, a double click tick comes up. So when someone's seen it, or the, I mean, sometimes I scroll through things and I see it double, I imagine there's getting a click, but I haven't actually read it yet. Um, but when you do look at something, it comes up with two clicks. So people expect it. Now you've seen it. Where's the answer? And then on the news today is something that I was discussing with James is this new Pokemon Go. Whoa. So we're always r- reminding you to be careful of the pedestrians and the cyclists in the summer. Now watch out for some idiots, including probably James. Hope Have you're you not it? offended. Uh, James was showing me this morning on his phone. Ash, James is Ash's boyfriend. Okay. And he was showing me this morning this Go thing, and I said, stop playing that in my house. I mean, first of all, an invasion of privacy, uh. of filming live from places chasing things, people looking down, following their phones. Oh, I'm sure it's getting them out of the house, maybe. But oh, this Pokemon thing's a disgrace. Crazy. Haven't you had people getting run over by cars and all rocking up at Central Park wondering what the hell they're doing because they're looking for, the, for a fake blooming... Do you know, I don't even really understand what a Pokemon is, right? I'm sorry. Hi, I'm Paddy, and I don't really know what a Pokemon well, is. Well, you were born in the wrong year. My son was very into Pokemon, and he could they, they metamorphosize and what have you, and he could tell you, there's like three different changes. He could tell you every single name of every single one, what they do, and they're kind of cute. Pikachu's not a bad guy. However, <laughs> however, it reminds me a bit like Super Mario Live, you know, you go around picking up your gold coins. It seems to be that they've taken Pokemon and applied it to the Super Mario philosophy of, you know, Peach and... I'm not going to lie to you. When we were little, I, we, we sort of we lived in barns in southwest London for a couple of years. And my dad used to uh, take us down Wimbledon Common when my mum needed a break. And we'd go womble spotting. But that wasn't quite as technological because it, we'd all be looking one direction. My dad would go, there's a womble. And we'd all turn around. We'd go, where? Oh, it's, it's gone in the bush. It's gone. There it is. It's gone in the bush. And we'd spend like three hours of our Saturdays <laughs> looking for wombles. wombles that weren't there. It's a much simpler time, wasn't it? Do you know what I mean? Nowadays, yeah. And does it actually film then, this Pokemon? Wait, apparently, James was this morning you put on your live feed of camera and you go filming where you are and then it will like show the areas that you need to go to to pick up your different stars and what have you so you were showing me that okay if you leave here now see there's one over there by in the children's playground by somewhere so it actually shows you the playground and you're looking at the playground and it just doesn't seem like how many creeps are going to be going to the playground that wouldn't normally be by the playground I mean do you know what I mean it's like there's something wrong here they don't think there's been any mid long term thought 
in this game except oh <laughs> yeah ooh. money maker and ooh, is it all ooh. these in-app purchases as well so you like you have to spend nine quid every time you want to do anything oh yeah typical absolutely typical if the makers of pokemon go are listening i do apologize but i think you can i apologize you. to james as well if you're listening darling because i love you dearly like, <laughs> and it looks like a game i would enjoy do you know what I mean? It looks like something that I would have fun playing. I mean, I love yeah. a game as best as anyone. I spent most of my university years putting my name up in every pub, on every game of everything <laughs> that was in my area. I mean, I was the queen. So it's like, not that this isn't up my street. I just don't think it's a street yeah. we should, as a community, be embracing without more thought behind it. No, exactly. Wandering around, filming stuff, and especially, like you say, I mean, if you've got Pokemon, imaginary Pokemon walking around in school there. <laughs> you <laughs> never know what you're going to bump into. That's yeah. another thing. Oh, really? You could turn a wrong corner and then you can find yourself with a very awkward situation there. That's not a Pokemon. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I saw a great video the other day that was made for women when they're walking on their own. It says, the protection you need is a bottle of water. And you take that 30 centiliter bottle of water. And it says, uh, if someone's following her, basically, shows the guy's following her girl and she gets into like a dead end. So she just stands with her back outwards towards the wall. <laughs> 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 it was magic. It was ma those simple solutions. You know, really make them think twice. You want to bother with me? <laughs> <laughs> that is genius. We've got to go to the news. Two seconds. You're listening to me, Marbella, on 107.6 uh, RTV Marbella. Here's the news. Las cinco en punto de la tarde. La óptica es la geometría de la luz. 